1: John. Some things in the kicking game, we got to do a better job. You know, obviously kicking out of bounds. We also had, obviously, the missed extra point. Oh, they missed it. He missed the extra oh, point. Oh, no. Cairo Santos he keeps it a six-point game. So Justin obviously had that really nice run. There's room to run for Fields. Oh, field. oh man. Turn it on the speed. Trying to outrace Okuda. Oh, he'll oh, beat him oh. to the goal line for the touchdown.
0: Covering the Bears from CHGO, it's Adam. Adam Hogue. winsome and Damn! Hurt. And from The Athletic, it's Adam Johns. Man,
1: this is harder than I thought.
0: Yeah, you thought wrong! Fields, in trouble. <laughs> Breaks free of two tacklers! <laughs> now trying to break the third, and a
1: has him! Remove! Don't lose faith, guys. It's Hogan Johns. What's up? Welcome in. Hogan Johns, or uh, Fishbane and Johns... Johnson Fishbane. What's up, Kevin Fishbane, filling in for Adam Hope, who's at a wedding in Denver. What's going on? What's going on, Johnson? I'm waving to you. We are in separate suites at Soldier Field and they won't turn the lights on for us. I'm at a, in a suite right next to the press box. You see Larry Mayer right here? No? Can you see him? Dan Weeder right here. If you're watching on YouTube live right now, you can see everybody behind me. I'll get I'll get out of the way for a second.
2: There's hey, a one and only
1: Larry Mayer. Dan Weeder is He's over there hard. Chicago Tribune. Colleen Kane. Our friend Patrick Hilarious, Finley is over Hilarious
2: there. Larry Story, the game actually ended uh, after Justin Fields' touchdown run. <laughs> to put them up 30-24.
1: Ouch, 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 ouch. That was an electric run, though, Kevin. It was. It was special. It was special feels that it was it was pretty special all right you know the deal follow us on twitter at adam johns at k fishbane you can read us on theathletic.com our friend adam Hoag is away out of town on a wedding in denver you can read all his stuff find all his stuff uh watch all his stuff on all chgo.com. and we are here at soldier field where we just watch the bears lose 31 30 to the lions kev i want to start with this let uh, me read you
2: s- sorry did they lose Yes, they did. So Some people on my Twitter keep calling this a win. No, so we'll can we not do that? That do that? I don't want to do that.
1: I'm not doing that. I don't All right, do that. So they lost. Let me you read you a there? stat did line. Did yes. I derail I, you here? No, I, I do. We're going to go there like right now. So here's his stats. 13 rushing attempts for 147 yards, a long of 67. He averaged 11.3 yards per carry, two touchdowns that aforementioned electric 67-yarder. Passing, he was 12 for 20 for 167. Two touchdowns, along a long of 50, a big touchdown to Colt Komet. Pass rating in 99.4. Three sacks and a really bad interception. That was a pick six in the, the tying play of the game. So you hear those stats, and do you want to count that as a win for the Bears? Because I still want to see the – like, the next step in their development, Justin Fields' development, is turning all that good stuff I just said, those stats,
2: into victories. Is it not? Uh, it is. They got to win. He needs a win. Like, this was the perfect opportunity when the Lions scored to go up one. Justin Fields with the ball against the worst defense in football at home, drive down the field, set up Cairo Sanders for the field goal, score a touchdown, Whatever. Okay, like they have. if 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 you believe everything about this season is the development of Justin Fields, and nothing else matters. You know what's important for the development of Justin Fields? Learning how to win. And learning how to engineer these drives. And yes, it's not the greatest group of wide receivers. Yes, it's not a very good offensive line. And he's he's getting pressure. But this was the game, John Z. This was the one that You don't want to have a quote-unquote moral victory. You don't want to lose to the Lions at home when your quarterback does that.
1: Let me tell you, in that locker room, that does not feel like a moral victory. I think you got some of those vibes against the Dolphins last week. It was an exciting game. The Dolphins were heavily favored. That's a really good team. The Bears let one slip away here. They're up 14 points in the fourth quarter. That was their victory. That was Justin Fields' victory forget Cairo Santos mixed extra point I get it the difference needs to be Justin fields in the end two-minute drill leading his team into field goal range or better and giving Cairo Santos that second opportunity that opportunity to redeem himself you did not get that today
2: and you know who wants that opportunity is Justin fields yes like yes. he wants to win he's not happy about the way that game ended he was now he part of this I think was how he feels physically he told us he's He's beaten up. He's sore. He got stitches in his ear. He sat in his locker for a long time after this game. He was on his phone. He was talking to quarterback coach Andrew Janoco. We waited a while to hear from Justin Fields, and that was not because he was off celebrating. It was not be you know he, he had to deal with the, with the ear injury. Up certainly, but this was someone that that is frustrated, and he said that. And, and I think that you know. Y- y- there were so many, like, I want to be careful here because, yes, we saw good things. We saw more good things that tell us, hey, like, this guy could be the guy. You know, I go back, Johns, the the drive to end the first half and their first drive of the third quarter, those were two drives that you look at those and you're like, that's the quarterback that the Bears have been looking for for a long time. But unfortunately, the pick six and the inability to – stop the Lions, and the inability to score when they had the ball at the end, you know, we kind of for almost can forget about those drives.
1: Well, the pick six is an obvious example of trying to do too much, is it not? It was a blown yeah. screen the Cole Komet, and you just got to throw the ball into the dirt. Sometimes that's a needed learning experience for a young quarterback. You could see where he's coming from. Things were going well for him. You're trusting your receiver to be there, but that was a badly thrown ball in a very, you can't do that when you're backed up against your own end zone. You you, you just can't.
2: He needs to learn from mistakes go, like that. Yeah, and like you know, I, I don't think that like the pick six is not as reflective of who he is probably as a quarterback as the the touchdown runs. Right? You know, he hadn't thrown a he hadn't thrown an interception since New England. He'd been doing a really good job with decision making. This was one really bad play. But the problem is they lost by one point. So when you talk about all the things, the reasons they lost by one point, you could talk about Santos missed extra point. You can talk about the officiating. You could talk about the defense, especially in the first half. You also have to talk about the pick six. That's part of it. And, And that's part of Justin Fields' story. It's part of his arc right now that there are still so many different ways that he can grow as a quarterback. And I think he really could have gone a long way to get us to not talk about the pick six if the offense had been able to engineer a game-win jab. Johns, I want to talk about that drive at the start of the third quarter, though, because let's, let's let's flip it positively. Remember that first play? He threw a strike to Darnell Mooney for 15 yards. They had a third down. Again, he hit Mooney, 22 yards. Screen you pass to Right to, to left. Right to left. Dude. Yep. Yep, yeah, going through his reads. And he had the, I, I love a tight end screen, which is what they tried to do in the pick six, screen to commit. If you see me squinting on YouTube, it's because I'm not wearing my glasses. So I don't want like the glare. Um, then you had him throw the ball away when Hutchinson pressured him on a, on a, on a rollout. Great decision. They, they had a g- beautiful jet sweep to Dante Pettis. I know you like that play on third and one. Uh, he takes a draw play, Montgomery run play, touchdown to commit. That was the drive. Like That was the, hey – this is what our offense is now. This is what we can be. This is how he's grown as a passer. So, like, I do think yes. there's a, you can't. I think in the big picture, we could talk more about that drive than the pick six. But in the moment, I think the pick six just like it just looms large, just like their touchdown run does. He was
1: four for five on that drive for fifty three yards. Like you mentioned, his one incompletion was a great decision. Didn't try to do too much. He maintained. The third and short, the third and one. It was second and one. They rolled him out. Hutchinson gave chase. He threw the ball away. Great decision. You love to see that because I think he has a tendency to try to do a little bit too much because he could do more than others. He could do more than others. But in that case, Hutchinson was with him, threw the ball away, maintained the third and short. Bears converted with some ingenuity from Luke Etsy. I love what they're doing in those third and short situations. But I think you can praise... Everything Justin Fields did today that was good, the running, that 67-yarder, again, was electric. Some of these completions we were just talking about. While still acknowledging that he has to get better in the passing game, especially in the two-minute situation. And that's okay. He's a good player who needs to be better in the all-important situations within the game. We've seen two games in a row right now where the the win is there in his hands. He just has to deliver it and it has to come through the air. That's okay. You could praise everything he did today. There was improvement in the passing game, but the next step in his development is those two-minute situations. That's what needs to happen. It is.
2: And I think we need to see things too, John, that tell us that next year, let's assume that they have a better offensive line. Let's assume they have better weapons at receiver and tight end because of the cap space, because of the draft picks, right? I haven't seen anything yet that tells me that because he has all those things, he will lead that kind of drive with his arm, right? I'm not saying he's not capable of it. I think he's absolutely capable of it. He did it in college all the time. He did it against the Steelers last year. But I want to see him, you know, like you can't sit here and say, well, once he's got better players around him, you know, this is a win. You know, he he, he leads the touchdown. We don't know that. Like, that's why, again, we we, we just – part of this we're just trying to build up build who this guy is who we can be and that's just the next step for him another I will say though up until that pick six I thought that the passing game really made some progress it wasn't big it wasn't a ton of yards but you just talked about it the way he went through his progressions on throw to Mooney the touchdowns to Cole Komet they were there like this was going to be a game where we said hey the passing game picked it up so it did, I, I, you, you did see improvements there, absolutely. And then you just have this these two big moments, the the pick six and the not able to make the the, the play late.
1: And I don't think we're being overly critical either.
2: No, Justin Fields, no. well, in some
1: cases, still needs to get the ball out quicker. I think he would acknowledge that. I think Luke Gatsy will coach him hard at that. That's part of the process of learning to be an NFL quarterback. It's throwing into tighter windows. It's throwing with anticipation. He's gotten better with all of that. Acknowledging that's okay. I don't know if it's in a case of us being overly critical. It's just what you're seeing. It's what needs to happen. It's what he wants to happen. Put it that way. It's it's him being upset with certain plays. It's him learning to get through his progressions faster. Like even like the Mooney twenty twenty the twenty two yarder to Mooney is an example. But even like in the final two minutes where he gets to commit. And Komet has the, colli- the collision with the cornerback, and he gets hurt on that play. That was his third read on that play. With good protection, he stepped up, and he was going to go there. But then you saw just bad luck <laughs> on the Bears' part again as Cole Komet collided with the-, the Lions' cornerback, and he was down, and what you had was a slip-of-hand throw by Justin Fields.
2: Yeah, and, and it, I think if you when we go back and watch some of those plays, we'll see why he had to get to Komet because his first two reads are covered. Right, and we're going to see that he was under tons of duress from that Lions' defensive front on that final drive. So again, you can sit here and say, "Hey, a little more time in the pocket, guys getting open, he makes those plays." But again, like I think it's fair to say we want, like, to want examples, right? You know, we were joking in the press box that for all the fans, and like, we I don't want to generalize. This is not everybody, right? I think there are a lot of people that are going game to game and and still want to see the Bears win games and are excited about Justin Fields. But we were joking, like, all this idea of what a perfect game. They lose, but Fields does well, but they're still complaining about the referees. (laughs) You know, like, when you're a Bears fan, I imagine you still want to win every game in the moment. Like, maybe you step back and see the big picture and see a perspective and see that this, this means a slightly better draft position, maybe. Let me ask you about this trade off here, John Z. And I hope we're not going down too much of a rabbit hole. But if the Bears have the fourth pick in the draft, okay, instead of the second pick, but Justin Field, but it's because Justin Fields led two game winning touchdown drives that got them two victories, more than they were going to have. Like, I'll take that Justin Fields trade off. Yeah, 100%.
1: You want them to have that confidence yeah. and that experience. That's it. You, you can point the fingers at the defense in this game. They got gashed by Jared Goff. The, the pass rush is non-existent. You have to blitz the linebackers. You have to blitz Kyler Gordon. It's the only way you're generating pressure consistently. They just can't do it with their front four. That's why you saw some third and long completions. But at the end of the day, like every team in the NFL would take that situation at the end. More than two minutes on the clock, you still having timeouts, and your quarterback with the ball in his hands. That's what all great quarterbacks want. That's the opportunity that they want. And the best ones succeed in those situations. I'm not being overly harsh on Justin Fields, I don't think, because he's still young. He needs to have these experiences in order to get better at them. He just happens to have had them in back-to-back weeks. One against a very good team the Dolphins and one against a team in the Lions. Let's face it, the Bears should beat.
2: And I I almost liken this to... You know, you you hear us for – if you're in a slump in basketball, you just got to see one go through the hoop, right? You always hear basketball players say that. Once you see it go through, then you feel good. You pick it up. You know, if you're in a hitting slump, you just got to get that one hit, get off the schneid. I I do think this is a team that if they can just get that one game-winning drive, that just gives them so much confidence that they can do it. They just have to see it. You know, Darnell Mooney said that in practice – they were dominating two-minute drills. The problem is, is, is we have learned from the Mark Trestman era, it doesn't matter what you do in practice. you got to be able to do it in the game. But you just get the sense that these guys, they kept talking about finish, execution. And the other thing, too, you know who probably really wanted to see a game-winning drive from his quarterback today? Even if it meant a slightly worse draft pick? Ryan Poles. <laughs> Matty Eberfloos. Right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, Eberfloos. But, like, don't you think, like, like Ryan Poles who is able to have more big picture perspective about what everything means for the long term than the coaching staff. We've sat in front of these guys during away games. They want to win oh, yeah. just as much as everybody in that locker room. So, you know, I think it's again, it's just it's just keeping perspective. Saw some great things from Fields again. I thought the passing game was better than it was last week, which is good. But you had you had bad mistake bad late uh, late drive. And, and the other thing, too, is you mentioned the defense. This offense is not good enough yet. You would think it would be scoring 30 points a game. It's not good enough to overcome that defense, not good enough to overcome pick six. Yeah. Like we've seen it now a couple weeks. Here's a Wrong stat mistakes. for you uh, The Bears ran for 258 yards today. Okay. NFL teams in the last five seasons. Are forty and five when running for two hundred fifty yards and more? Two of those losses, to the Bears in two straight weeks. Okay, like
1: you're not. I don't know I, if that's I, a like, fish I, pain I, fun fact, but that's a fact.
2: You know, I'm not like I think we we you know I I always hate that stat where like oh this team is has a great record when the runner runs for hundred yards. Well, yeah, because you're running late and what that. But like, think about how how hard it is to run for that many yards. It usually means you've dominated a game. And the Bears don't have the wins to show for it.
0: Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24 7 US based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. Bye.
1: I'm glad you mentioned the, the vibe in the locker room because it's not just us saying it. In some cases, it's us repeating what we just heard in the locker room. Their passing game has to produce in those key moments. Their passing game has to move the ball in those key moments. Darnell Mooney said it himself. That's our next step. Cole Komet said it himself. That's our next step, the execution in those moments, those pivotal moments. So it's not just us saying it, it's the locker room saying it as well. Can I give you some stats here from this one? Yep, hit me. Penalties. Lions, two for fifteen. Bears, nine penalties for eighty six yards.
2: You know, it's, you know what they say? It's hard it's hard when you have two opponents. Ooh.
1: The Lions and the ones throwing the yellow flags. <laughs> yeah.
2: What? You disagree? No, no, I, I, this is what I got. I got a lot of tweets about that today. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse
1: me. Um, well, I
2: pointed out the bear. It's a season high of, in penalties for the Bears. Yes, yes.
1: Um, yeah. Can we just agree the one on Jalen Johnson, probably the most crucial one of those nine penalties, was mm-hmm. not hands to the face.
2: Yes, and here's what's. Um, so I, I bang the drum. That the NFL needs a sky judge. I talk about this all the time. And they kind of do. Like in New York, they are able to see these things and buzz down to the officials. So you remember when Matt Eberfuss threw the challenge flag early in the game on what was on called on the field a complete catch, completed catch by the Detroit Lions. He threw the challenge flag, the officials talked and they picked up and then they said it was incomplete. My guess is that was New York calling them and telling them that was incomplete.
1: Yes, yes.
2: So here, <coughs> excuse me, I know it's hard to do on penalties, but like couldn't somebody in New York have seen that and seen seen the replay and like buzzed down and said, hey, wasn't hands to the face again. No, my, hands to the that, shoulder pads. Yeah, that's a bad one.
1: What was the receiver's name? Trinity Benson? Yes. He fell to the ground like there was a sniper in the stands or something like that. It's, it's a bad joke, I know, but it was just strange in the moment. And I'm sure that's why the official threw the flag. But he didn't leave the game with a head injury. He left the game after that play with a knee injury. Did not return. Just a bad play wiped out what could have been like the, the closing moment for the defense. 14-point lead in the fourth quarter. Jack Sanborn, the local kid from Lake Zurich High School, with the interception, great read in the play. thrown into the end zone to the running back, and he read it all the way. An outstanding performance by him, but that changed the game. Next play, DeAndre Swift scores on a nine-yard run, and, and the momentum shifts less than a minute, what less than two minutes later, maybe 90 seconds. It's a tie game after the pick six by Justin Fields. That penalty, an awful penalty, changed the complexion of this one. And I, I know they're going to turn it in, and I know the league is going to say that wasn't hands to the face, but it's egregiously bad. That was an awful penalty call. There was no hands to the face is what I'm saying. Just just awful.
2: Yeah, no, it wasn't a good call. And, you know, we didn't get a chance to talk to Jalen Johnson today. Uh, he said he's going to talk to us tomorrow, and he's never shy. So I look forward to seeing what he has to say. Um, you know, that that drive also had the unnecessary roughness on Kyler Gordon. The late hit which was another kind of weird one close yeah you know like you gotta you gotta know where you are and just hang back but excuse me i think like you know it, it's up you know going back to the discipline thing the bears were one of three teams in the league that had zero unnecessary roughness penalties this season before that call and, and it's unfortunate the timing of it all and you can go back to how about this the pick six came one play after Ryan Griffin holding penalty negated what was a 19-yard Khalil Herbert run, put them in second 18, put them in position to run that screen.
1: Yeah. So it was, uh,
2: yeah, it was tough.
1: I I just, Adam Hoke's probably somewhere in the air just, just outraged uh, (laughs) what happened today. But I don't like when, when, the officials become a storyline. I don't think anybody. Yeah, else. we
2: don't. We don't want to talk about the officials. It's not and like, I mean, I, I guess I guess you could say in this one that shift was so monumental that turn it would have been Bears with the ball with a fourteen point lead. Instead, the Lions scored to cut it to seven. I mean that that's massive. Like I think you, it's fair to call that a critical moment. But again, the Bears had the ball with a seven point lead. Uh, and then they had the ball again down by one. And they had their defense on the field with a six-point lead. There, there, were op- there were more opportunities for the Bears to to win this game that you don't have to put it all on on that, just like we don't have to put it all on the pick six and and whatnot.
1: It's a game of moments. Um, Jack Sanborn was involved in a lot of them. Can we talk about him briefly? Yeah, of course. 12 tackles, two sacks. He had his interception wiped out. Do you think the Bears have something here in Jack Sanborn?
2: You know, hand up. I was not, I I wasn't necessarily on the Jack, I, I was now on the Jack Sanborn train. I kind of, when, when they traded Roquan Smith, I was like, well, what do you, you don't have anybody. Like you have a couple undrafted, you have an undrafted rookie. Like, is that who you're going to rely on? <laughs> and, and credit to him. He stepped up. And you remember, our guy, Dane Brugler, he had board rated as a mid-round pick, I want to say, or day three pick. So he was one of the better undrafted rookies at a position of need. And he's been really, really solid at that spot, giving the Bears kind of what they need for that position. Like, is he going to be able to run with the DeAndre Swift in coverage? No, like that's not you – know, you, you, you do your best to keep him out of those situations, of course. Uh, but I, I've been really impressed with what he's done the past two weeks.
1: Very good against the run. There was a third down. It was a pass. It wasn't third and long or, or maybe close to it. I, I, I'm forgetting the exact situation. But it was Sanborn made the tackle at, like, at the line of the game. Like, just a yard short of the line of the gain. And it was a physical tackle. It was a strong tackle where if that force isn't there from the linebacker, from the young linebacker, it's a first down and the chains keep moving for the, for the Lions. And... In in a game where the pass rush wasn't there, I I think seeing tackles like that, like forceful, impactful tackles like that from an undrafted rookie from Wisconsin, and again, nearby Lake Zurich High School, those are important plays. Important plays for a young defense um, at at all levels.
2: You know, if you're Ryan Poles and and Matt Eberflus, you're looking for guys who are going to be part of this thing next year. I mean, Z, outside Kyler Gordon and Jaquan Brisker, and and Jalen Johnson, who on this defense can you a hundred percent say is going to be a starter next season? Probably Eddie Jackson still here, the way he's played. I mean, Dominique Robinson does he does he become a starter? I mean, I think he'll be he'll be part of this team, he'll be part of this rotation as a draft pick. But you need to find guys who you can rely on. I mean, Nicholas Morrow is on a one year contract, Justin Jones on a two year contract, so. He'll certainly be a starter next year. I think he's been the most impactful guy up front. But it doesn't mean they can't look for an upgraded three three technique, too. There's a lot of different – like, if you're Ryan Poles and if you're a fan and you're watching his team the rest of the way, that's what you're looking for in defense. Like, Can somebody like Jack Sanborn say, hey, I'm your Mike linebacker. You don't have to go draft one. You don't have to go spend money on one. You found one in me as an undrafted rookie. And it allows him to take something off their to-do list. I don't think he's there yet after two games, but like you really love to see what he's done because that's what the Bears are looking for. Because right now they have so many needs on the defensive side of the ball to try to find long-term foundational guys to join Brisker and Gordon. It looked like it today for a second start. And I like what Allen Williams is
1: doing a little bit with him. He comes off the field in certain passing situations. DeAndre Houston Carson, who always seems to be that that player who comes in, he's, he's like the sixth defensive back, and you know he'll blitz and he'll, he'll he'll cover the running back out of the the backfield and whatnot. He's always done that in his career. So they're it'll they're be protecting.
2: 2045, and DHC will still be the dime defensive back for yes,
1: Chicago yes. Bears. So you're getting some of that. Um, some protection I I should say for Jack Sanborn through their coaching, which is good. You want to see that. But maybe eventually he's able to stay on there on the field of nickel situations. Um before we go, I want to talk about two more players. Cole Komet, five touchdowns in three games. I am done picking him for bold predictions for the rest of the year. I, I promise everybody that 50 that 50 yarder wasn't easy by the way he had to stop turn make an adjustment to the ball still outrace a guy into the end zone but he's producing no more bold predictions for me
2: there was a play that i highlighted last week it was a he caught the ball it would have been a two yard game he ran down the sideline made it a 10 yard gain. bold a couple oh, guys over ran a guy over yeah, and I think somebody might have been Getzi mentioned it because that's what that's what you were looking for from him. Catch the ball and then make plays after the catch. He had another one today, I think, where it you know, maybe Cole Komet last year, or the year before would have been a short game, but he turned it into what he should turn it into as a second round pick with his athleticism. So I think you're really seeing him come into his own and maybe more importantly, they're using him in the passing game. You know, he, he, they're not asking him to block or protect every single play. They're really finding ways to to use him, unlock him. The next step, though, John Z, is if Cole Komet becomes more of a guy, can that open things up for the receivers? Because right now, you know, have it's, you know, I, won't, I don't want to be too critical, but you know who wasn't out there for most of that last drive it was Chase Claypool. That's who I wanted to finish and, this
1: podcast with.
2: Yeah, so I think that that's that's part of that next step for this offense is is how do you make him a weapon when you need a guy to step up. One catch
1: for eight yards, two targets. One of those targets. The second target was on that final possession, I believe, where Fields took a shot, but he was going for the back shoulder and Chase Claypool kept running. Obviously, that's a sign of a lack of chemistry, but... One catch, eight yards, and I think it's not really – it goes officially as a catch, but that was like a, like a sweep. Catch was pass, yeah. Yes, yes. Yep. So, Chase Claypool didn't seem overly frustrated after the game. He knows he's only been here for two weeks. He described it himself as getting closer to fully understanding the, the playbook. Maybe he's closer than he – maybe he's not as close as he thinks he is, but – Eventually, this is a guy you traded a second round pick for, so you need to see some type of production, more than one catch for eight yards.
2: And we talk about that last drive, right? You, know, you say Justin Fields needs guys who can get open, or guys who are open when they're not. Like that's the type of player he's supposed to be, where he can kind of throw a fifty-fifty ball up and, and hope he'll catch it, hope he'll draw a flag, like we did, le- like he did last week up against Miami. I just think, you know, Dante Pettis and Equanimee St. Brown. There some really nice things as run blockers. You know, Pettis has had had the big touchdown against Washington. Um, you know, St. Brown and another nice play on the jet sweep today. But, you know, those guys aren't your future front line receivers. Uh, like those are snaps that you'd like to see Claypool start getting those. And, and Byron Pringle, who came back today. Like, it, does he start working his way back into full health that he's getting some of those? And does he start making plays for this team?
1: should help the passing game. Right? The chemistry. A lot of moving pieces too. And if if you're gonna list things that aren't working well for the passing game, it's different receivers coming in and out, it's changes on the offensive line. Devin Jenkins didn't play today. All that does does not help with what the Bears want to do in terms of moving the ball through the air. But that's it, Kev. Final thought my final thought, Kevin, is I think the Bears have their quarterback. We could praise all the good things that he's he's doing, the running, some of the drives that he had today, some of the throws he had today, but still acknowledge that the passing game is a work in progress and the experiences that he is having in two-minute situations just
2: needs to happen. Yep, I'm with you. I I, want to see more from Justin Fields, the passer. I think it's there, and I think it's okay to want that. I think it's okay to to acknowledge. You know, you know me. I'm big. Two things are true, guy. Right? He's he's an incredible runner. He's shown a lot of improvement. Tons of progress. This Bears offense is doing things it doesn't usually do. Hey, there's your rival podcast. Take the north. Moving things uh, around, and yeah, the yeah. Uh,
1: again, if yeah. you're watching on YouTube, I'll give you an inside look. You can get this nowhere else. Everybody, there is the Bears press box. There's Dan Wiederer, Larry yep. Mayer.
2: Long look! Look how high reporters. maintenance this this guy is needs needs the light needs to move. Larry, we were able to adapt. We were able to adjust. We also didn't uh, with our Everybody waiting again. Yeah, we don't want you guys to wait. We so, but no, I'm, to, I'm with you. Everybody waiting. I think I do think you still come out of this game feeling really good about Justin Fields. You just there there's just more steps in development. That's all there is, and that's totally okay for a second year quarterback in his second coaching staff with the pieces around him. So you, you, it's just time to keep building, keep keep progressing from him. Um, but there's still plenty of things that you could say that you liked from Sunday.
1: You feel good about Justin Fields. You feel good about Jack Sanborn, Cole Komet. Justin Jones had some good plays. Jaquan Brisker had a couple strong tackles. There's reasons for optimism, but it's a young team that needs to learn to close out and win some some close games. Close enough to lose close games. And then Mike Allen, Today. So That's a wrap. You got something else, Kevin?
2: No, I got to go, go drink a gallon of water. Okay, okay.
1: Um, thank you for watching on YouTube. Thanks for listening wherever you get your podcasts. Read us on TheAthletic.com, AdamHogg and AllCHGO.com. Rate and review the podcast. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Check out the merchandise, ObviousShirts.com. That's it, everybody. We will be back on Tuesday with a very special QB-centric guest. See you then. See ya. Point is, uh, those are some numbers.